Welcome to The Planet, the podcast for L-Word fans. I'm Elka. And I'm Casey. This week we will be discussing episode 11, Literary License to Kill. In the opening scene, there's a breakthrough discovery that Kit is not a lesbian. I can't believe that you're going to just start talking about the show. (laughs) That's not our thing. We ramble on for half an hour before we get started, usually. And then in scene two... No. Well, I thought you wanted to be more concise. Remember, you yelled at me and hit me. (laughs) That had nothing to do with the podcast. (laughs) Okay, let's ramble. So, Elka, you have recently returned to the United States from Mexico. How was your trip? Well, first I wanted to thank Slow and Green for filling in for me while I was gone. That was very nice of them. Even though it takes two women to replace one Elka, (laughs) at least. It was insane to podcast with them, let me just say for the record. First of all, it was a lot of fun. But secondly, those two were in opposite moods. And third, it took forever. We actually recorded like, (laughs) I think the final podcast was about an hour. And I think we recorded for like, I don't know, 24, 25 hours. (laughs) No, we (laughs) we recorded like all night. And then that's the edited version. It was... uh, quite an adventure in editing but it was a lot of fun so it'll be good for next year when they replace us (laughs) they don't know about this yet but yes they are replacements for season five of the l word i don't think they would want to (laughs) i don't think they would want our job i'm just kidding right now they're like no they don't have a thick enough skin yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah apparently those two are thin-skinned we were too at first yeah not anymore (laughs) so how was your trip? Uh, my trip was mostly awesome. I had a really good time. I have a flip-flop tan on my feet. I got mm-hmm. some freckles on my nose now. <laughs> got a lot of vitamin. What's the vitamin you get from the e? sun? D. I have a lot of vitamin D, a lot of vitamin T for tortilla. And tequila. Yeah, that too. I ate a manta ray. It Ew. was quite tasty. I ate a manatee. <laughs> no, you didn't the whole thing we found a dolphin skeleton on the beach that was neat for a bunch of biology dorks yeah and now it's in my kitchen sink for like the past week i only brought two vertebrae i need to boil them (laughs) pretty much at some point or another there's always some dead animal part in an inappropriate part of my house look you knew what you were getting into (laughs) no you knew i was a biologist (laughs) you have to put up with the styrofoam peanuts and i have to which is nothing (laughs) compared to dead animal parts i might the kidney is made out of wood it's not even a real kidney okay and i brought you a sand dollar i mean that's neat and you brought some mysterious disease home with you no this there's been some flu going around albuquerque and i happened to catch it no you were <laughs> you brought this back from mexico well the people 
I went to Mexico with a group of biologists, and a lot of them had this flu thing while mm-hmm. we were there. And I got it after we got back. I don't know about and this. It was just a flu, no big deal. But the problem is when you get home from Mexico and then you tell people you're sick, they automatically assume that you're having ass problems. Ew, why do you <laughs> say that? Uh, because, you know what? There's nothing wrong with my butt. My butt is fine. I just had the flu. Whenever you go to Mexico, people assume you've got intestinal distress. No. I drank the water. It was fine. Okay, that was a long explanation of nothing. I was camping out on the beach for a week. Well, for 10 days, actually. I went 10 days without washing my hair. I noticed the odor when I picked you up. (laughs) I had to carry a car full of people back to their homes who had not bathed for 10 days. It was gross. (laughs) You were very brave. Casey, thank you. So I've been out in the desert in the middle of nowhere for 10 days. No bathing. We dug a pit latrine and put a bucket over it. That's too much information. Okay, so for 10 days. No toilet, no showers. Right. Blah. So I get home. So before anybody, I've already gotten like 10 questions like, why didn't you go with her? That's why. (laughs) We wanted you to go. And then once I was there, I realized, oh my God, she would hate this. Yes. So I get home. I'm like, oh my God, all I need (laughs) is a hot shower, a flush toilet, and then I can wash my hands after with soap and water. And then I'm going to bed. I was so excited. So I get home. (laughs) I go into my bathroom. There's no toilet, and there's a fucking bucket sitting there where the toilet Wait, used to be. Wait, just to clarify, the bucket was overturned to cover the hole in the floor. It wasn't being used as a toilet. I know, but I'm just saying. All week long, I'm like, I just missed the flush and then wash my hands. I, I was so looking for. I think even more than my first shower in 10 days, I was looking forward to using the bathroom and then flush. Okay, but within an hour, there was a brand new toilet there. I know, but I just felt like someone was playing a cruel joke on me. <laughs> I saw the bucket and I was like, no. <laughs> that, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so, Casey, I see you're up to your old tricks. Trysts? There better not have been any trysts. It's not working. You got duds. Those are poop rocks, not pop rocks. Casey is trying to annoy me by eating pop rocks on the podcast. Can you hear them? No. They're barely working. Ha ha. While you turned your back, I depopped your pop rocks. What a jib. One of the listeners sent these. Really? They wanted me to eat them on the podcast. Who was it? Mm. I hate you. (laughs) Person who sent Casey Pop Rocks. (laughs) I hope your teeth fall out. Here they go. That's disgusting. It tastes gross. I don't like these. Put them in your soda. (laughs) Want some? No, thank you. Well, I'd have to because wash my hands. I don't eat while I do a podcast because I am a professional. A professional what? <laughs> oh boy. A professional dolphin boiler. <laughs> That's gross. And what else was different when you got back? 
Well, like the whole house was <laughs> clean and rearranged, and there was all this new stuff in it. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. I came home after sleeping on the ground for 10 days, and there was a brand new bed and a brand new mattress, and it was so <laughs> exciting. The second I laid down on it, I fell asleep for like 12 hours. <laughs> it was awesome. It was exciting. I tried to redecorate a lot of things while you were gone. I appreciated it. It made my homecoming feel special. Nuh-uh. You told me to take the new curtains down because you hated them. Well, you don't like them either, but everything else is awesome. Yeah. I got new so, butt plugs. That's why we are uh, posting <laughs> the podcast a little bit late. I had to break in that new bed. <laughs> you are perverted. That's not true. We're post- hosting it late because um, you've been sick. Well, I just have been busy getting busy that too (laughs) okay one more thing about my trip and then we can move on so I get home and I ask Casey how things went taking care of my pets Mm -hmm. and she's like well the only weird thing was that the cat started eating dog food I never (laughs) did that before and I'm like why would the cat eat dog food she's like I don't know I fed her every night the amount you told me and I go, well, what time did you feed her in the morning? <laughs> I'm supposed to feed her twice a day? So, so the cat lost a pound or two. Big deal. Well, your pathetic <laughs> attempt to starve my cat did not work because she just ate dog food until Actually, I Actually, I home. felt really bad about that. Well, that's why you should pay attention to me when I give you instructions. I did pay attention. You told me the wrong instructions. Whatever. Anyway, she's fine. Well, yeah. The cat probably could use a little diet anyway. It was weird when I saw the cat eating the dog food. I was like, what? <laughs> That's like, not normal. Well, the cat's insane. Like, who knows what she's going to start doing next week. But how was your time away? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I missed you a lot. But it was, it was, um, how was my time? I heard about the llama. Yeah, there was the llama. I did a lot of drinking. It was fine. that's it okay nobody wants to hear about my time it's all about you elka yes it is you're the one everybody missed it's about time you realize that well i missed everybody too i missed podcasting is that all you wanted to talk about was yourself oh let's talk about episode 11 literary license to kill the penultimate episode of the season i'm not going to talk about episode 10 because you guys already hashed that so mm-hmm. I don't want to rehash it. But there is one little point about episode 10 that I wanted to bring up. And that's the monkey versus horse thing. I tried to explain this to them. And they didn't believe me. See, that's the only reason I wish I had been here for that podcast. Ever since I've known Casey, <laughs> she's told me all about her childhood obsession of having a pet monkey. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this was on the show. I know. I freaked out when I saw that. Yeah, I wanted a horse because every girl wants a horse, blah, blah, blah. But Casey <laughs> was obsessed about the monkey. Mm-hmm. Like, tell them what you did. No. Just tell them. I can't. Oh, come on. It's too embarrassing. But I was very, I really, really wanted a monkey. Desperately. <laughs> I would have done. And every... A holiday birthday whatever when my mom asked me I was like all I want in the whole world is a pet monkey please 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 she was like what the fuck no obviously I could just imagine your mom yeah 
Not the kind of woman who would buy a pet kitten, much less a monkey. So tell them what you did. No. Tell them about the catalog. It's too embarrassing for real. I don't want to. Tell them about the catalogs. I really don't want to. Do it. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I don't want to. It's really embarrassing and shows some sort of psychotic behavior on my part. Kids do odd things sometimes. Okay, I'll start. No! When Casey was a little girl. I don't know if we should put this on there for real. (laughs) She used to go through the JCPenney catalog (laughs) and pick out the little outfits that she wanted to dress her pet monkey in and like circle them and mix and match the different clothes. Yeah. And make these elaborate order forms. For the clothes. Well, I've always been obsessed with office supplies, so I made my own order forms and put like size, color, item number. (laughs) Clothes from the JCPenney catalog. I was a child and like I knew the pet monkey up. Which ones would look good on a monkey and which (laughs) ones would look good on a baby? And the like overalls would look great on a monkey. And some clothes, they don't make monkey sense. (laughs) Like pants with a button and a zipper. That's not right for a monkey. You need an elastic waistband, obviously. Or overalls. And it was always a boy monkey in my mind. I can't believe this. Okay, I have to think of something equally embarrassing for you. Good luck. (laughs) I I was a child. A tiny little child. Yeah, but that was funny when they said that on the L word because I really was like crazy, (laughs) crazy about getting a monkey. And I'm really, really gay. So I guess it makes sense. And also she can go on for hours. One time we were on a road trip and we were so bored and she just started telling me about the monkey. And the story lasted from Cleveland (laughs) all the way to Illinois. Really? Yeah, all the way through Indiana. You described the outfits. I remember some of them to this day. (laughs) And the little monkey furniture. (laughs) Oh my God. Let's move on, please. (laughs) I'm never sharing an embarrassing story with you again. I already know them all. No, you don't. And I'm going to reel them out one by one. <laughs> so in the disturbing... <laughs> so in the disturbing opening scene, Poppy knocks her jaw out of alignment trying to please <laughs> Kit. Have you ever done that? I don't think you have. Have you? I have gone above and beyond to please a woman. That is not the question. Have you knocked your jaw out of alignment? Not really, no. I wonder if the listeners can hear this sound. That's the sound of my forever out of alignment jaw. <laughs> you, that's not my fault. No, it's been like that for a long time. It's worth it. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> my dentist asked me about it once. <laughs> and my dentist is gay. But I was still too embarrassed to tell him. It's like, yeah, it's been like that since I was about 20. <laughs> That's funny. That'd be like if he asked you, that's odd. Most people have a little membrane underneath their tongue, and yours is completely (laughs) gone. A membrane? There's like a little piece of tissue that connects your tongue, and I used to have one, and now it's gone. Wait, what are you talking about? Underneath your tongue? Uh Uh-huh. Let me see. Well, it's not there anymore. Well, let me see. Uh, There's like a little thin membrane in the front, and that part's gone now. Because of that? Yeah, and it hurt until it went away. (laughs) 
Like my tongue was all swollen at first. I was like, God. I was talking about this with Green. The phenomena of um, <laughs> at certain intervals, your taste buds may become literally worn down. Yes. And you notice that like you don't taste things as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. These are the casualties of lesbian sex. You have to do it a lot to lose your taste buds, though. Are we done talking about <clears throat> lesbian injuries? I guess. So anyway, the pap kit looked about as hot as it sounds. The pap kit? Papian kit. Oh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Well, yeah, that's not what you want to see ever. <laughs> they could have at least flipped it around and had Kit on her stomach and Poppy on her back. Poppy was lying on her stomach and Kit was lying on her back. Never mind. Yeah, that just blew That was funny, though, when she popped her jaw back. <laughs> So the cuteness factor is just too high between Tasha and Alice. So something has got to happen here to take it down a notch or else I might just start farting kittens. (laughs) (laughs) Ew! I don't know. What the hell? It's too cute. I can't take it. Alice is driving the motorcycle. She was really driving the motorcycle too. That means that Leisha Haley knows how to ride a motorcycle. That doesn't surprise me at all because she's like the coolest woman ever. (laughs) Then a car races by and then they get thrown down and tasha has a flashback tasha don't go to walter reed whatever you do she's not going to walter reed she's going to iraq i know well she might come back to walter reed i don't know alice wants to take tasha to mexico this summer which is ironic because i want to take you to mexico this summer that's true we're going to mexico in what month june i wish you were taking me I'm going to Mexico and you're going too. <laughs> That's different. I wish I had a sugar daddy or a sugar mommy. I'll buy you a pina colada on the beach. I don't like pineapple. Okay. I'll buy you a cocoa colada on the beach. I hope that your Spanish skills aren't too rusty. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Tasha has a couple of flashbacks on this episode. So do you think that she's just like traumatized by her friend's death or do you think she actually has a medical condition? Like post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever they call it now. Wait, are there going to be toilets and running water when we go? Because otherwise I'm not going. Yeah, we're going to stay at like a nice place. Okay. All right, I'm just making sure. What? What were you saying? (laughs) (laughs) I said, is Tasha just distraught over the loss of her friend or does she actually have a medical condition? It seems like post-traumatic stress. Like any little thing sparks a memory of something traumatic. Yeah. And then she's going to be sent right back, which means she's going to come back a lunatic if she comes back at all. Wait, are women in combat there? I didn't think we were doing that. Well, I mean, you could be just driving down the road and all of a sudden. Well, of course. But they showed them like, it looked like a combat scene. Women don't fight in combat yet, which is bullshit in my opinion, but I don't think that they do. Well, we've had women casualties in oh, yeah. the war, so clearly there a situation happens. They're mm-hmm. not going to say, oh, wait, there's chicks. Everybody wait till I'm not leave. saying that. That's not what I'm saying. Of course, lots of people who don't fight in combat die, um, men and women. But that scene looked like a combat scene to me, where she was like, medic, in a man's voice. That was kind of weird. Yeah, because the whole rest of it wasn't in slow motion. Well, I didn't think it was. And then she was just like. (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you think of her laugh? Tasha? <laughs> she laughs just like somebody I know. So every time I hear it, I get a little bit weirded out. She has like this weird like. <laughs> <laughs> I like this character, Tasha, a lot. I, I hope think she's, she's really popular with us next season, season five. I think she's supposed to be. Was it, Were you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hope so because I like her a lot. Tasha's called in to talk to the commanding officer. She kind of gets into trouble regarding the don't ask, don't tell policy. But she doesn't really get into trouble, but it's like a little warning. Which obviously, <laughs> we don't even have to talk about it. It's complete bullshit. A convicted felon can serve, but don't let the gays in. And in the next scene, Kit and Poppy go to the planet. They both look a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I think Kit's hung over too. She's just always fucked up now. Poppy's wearing a really cool shirt. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I was too busy looking at her horrible sweatpants. Oh, yeah. And then Kit says another... <laughs> she has such a way with words, doesn't she? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she says something to, to Angus like, you should have thought of that when you had your lips wrapped around. No! <laughs> that would have been interesting. That would have been better. What'd she say? Something like, you should have thought of that before... The nanny's lips were wrapped around yo dick. <laughs> she said yo. She did? Yes. <laughs> Angus seriously looks like he's just waiting it out. He's like, all right, I know you're going to come back to me. Quit. That's my drink. Germaphase. You focus. You're sick and you just drank from I'm my not straw. Sick anymore. Oh, I did a lot more than drink from your <laughs> straw. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. Angus knows that it's just a matter of time. He knows, like, she's fucked up. She's drinking. She's trying lesbian sex. Why do you think she tried lesbian sex? I think she was just fed up with men. Because, you know, sometimes straight girls are like, that's it. I've had it with men. I'm done. Yeah, but that's, they don't usually go fuck a girl. Well, I mean, Kit has a lot of access. This is true. And it's Poppy. Do you think Angus is going to stick around? next season i don't see the point i don't know yeah it's like i don't see the point either but it doesn't seem like they're setting up any sort of big breakup for this because there's only one episode left this season unless they do that thing where over the summer all of a sudden he's gone and they have one line of exposition like so i hear angus moved to portland to start a new <laughs> band yeah i'm over man <laughs> or whatever <laughs> That's my prediction for season five, episode one. I hope that you always say men like that. That'd be funny. All right. Your wish is my command. Uh, just the one word. You don't need to. <laughs> you just said command strange. Then we go to the campus where people are laughing at Bet. I mean, Bev. That would piss me off. What? If someone used me in their fiction and it was kind of like me, but kind of not, and other people knew it was me. <laughs> like in that movie, Music and Lyrics? That would make me mad. Music and Lyrics? What happened? Didn't you watch that with me? Oh, you yeah, fell but asleep, didn't you? No, I, <laughs> I wish that I would have slept through that terrible movie. I'm a sucker for a romantic comedy. But what? what is, I don't get the connection. Remember the guy wrote a book and the main character was based on her and she was all Oh, yeah, there's probably something like that going on with me right now. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I bet you a million dollars. No, I read that book and it's all men. 
It's like all men and their stupid, boring background wives. I'm sure there's some short story out there. <laughs> and then we find out that Jody's leaving to go to New York. Just like that. Of it's course. not like she works at McDonald's. What? She's a professor. Doesn't okay, she have a contract? Later. She just showed up. Someone like her, they would have paid for her to move and given her, you know, funds to renovate her studio and all this shit. And then she's like, oh, I'm leaving tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> That's retarded. It seemed like Bet and Phyllis were having a discussion about it in the office and they had the choice of letting her out of the contract or not. Oh. Because they were like, should we let her go? Oh, that makes sense. And okay. Bet said, she basically said, yeah, it's a great opportunity. So where's the farthest point we can put her? New York. They well, should have sent her to Maine. How many places is an artist going to go? They're not going to send her to Santa Fe. <laughs> Why not? It's the second largest art market in the United States. Larger because, than Los Angeles. Because if they tried to recreate Santa Fe on the L word, it would end up looking like <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> no, it would look like Phoenix. They'd have like cactus. Oh my God, they'd have like saguaro. Palm trees. <laughs> Whenever they... De- Whenever Albuquerque is um, depicted in a movie, there are palm trees in people's yards. There aren't any fucking palm trees here. It's the desert. <laughs> Why aren't there palm trees here, biologist? We have yucca, the state flower of New Mexico. That is not Ding! a palm tree. <laughs> I get one point. Okay, that wasn't an explanation. You're a that shoddy was, excuse for a biologist. <laughs> that was a red herring. <laughs> yes, it was. I like how they drop. I hate, I, I don't know. Never mind. Wait, are you <laughs> going to talk about the artistic name dropping? Yes, it's really stupid. That's Why? all I want to say. Why Basically, is it stupid? the way that the L word works is <laughs> it's just t- like every time they do it, it makes me sigh because they don't have somebody who knows a lot about art doing it. They should. I don't know if I agree with you because some of the art that's been featured, like on people's walls and stuff, it's is good. Oh, it's great. That's what that's the thing. No, it's awesome. Basically, this is what the L word does. If you go back to when they were filming, if you read like Art Digest oh. or um, Extra Contemporary Art, the magazine, all you have to do is go back to within like six months before they were filming the episode. And that was what was their featured artist. Oh, my God. That's all they do. Every time. Every time. It's amazing. So if you ever want to know like what the art is, because I've done that. Some of the art that's in Beth's office right now, I'm like, I think I know what that is because I think I've seen that before somewhere. And then I realize it's from like last year's quarterly, and it was when they were filming it of Art Digest magazine. I actually, you seem to think that that's a complaint, but I think that's really cool. It's not a complaint. It's just, it's kind of predictable. So next season, I'm going to (laughs) predict what art they're going to feature. Right now? No, but I'll be able to do it um, when the magazines come out (laughs) in the summer. That's interesting. You should try that. I'm just, I'm being too critical. Yeah, I like that they integrate real art into this TV show. No, I do too. I wish they'd go outside of the box a little bit more. I can see what you're saying, but also, I mean, think of their audience. Not everybody is as familiar with modern art as you are. (laughs) Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm serious. Okay. But Eli Brode, I didn't know who that was, and I looked it up. Did you Google him? <laughs> okay, never mind. Let's I did the Google. <laughs> All right, let's move no, on. No, what? What about him? I was oh, just he's making just some fun investor. of. Oh, that's not interesting. I was just making fun of last. I know. Okay. So then we move to 
Max at the meeting. About Spacegate. The oh, new frontier. <laughs> Spacegate. We should have the Death Star fully operational <laughs> within three months. Ego boost. Who comes up? Okay. Wait. <laughs> Who's up with this shit? Maybe somebody who's into technology. Maybe that's what's on the cover of their magazine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had one more comment about the Google thing, which is kind of out of nowhere but if you google jesus fucked my unicorn in the neck hole me and you come up like the whole google page is us awesome (laughs) basically they tell max that he's been snubbed the person who he was defending before got his job and he quits in a really odd manner i thought i have two comments about this the first is that it's really shitty to take someone's projects away because they go to their mom's funeral but that kind of thing happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And B, Max, actually, when he left, I thought he classed it up a little bit. <laughs> he left in a dignified way, which you never know what to expect from Max. So I was glad to see him. He left in a sarcastic way, which I liked. <laughs> I didn't take it as sarcastic. I thought he was genuine. Oh, you think he was genuinely wishing the guy continued success? I do. I took it with a hint of sarcasm because they're all being assholes to him. Mm -hmm. So the only way you can one up is to be a better person, even if it's sarcastic, because he doesn't give a fuck about them. They're assholes, especially like the red haired dickwad at the end. I can see your point, and that may have been how it was intended, but I interpreted it as I'm moving on with my life. I don't care. I don't hold a grudge, whatever. He was seeing what good could come out of it, like that he learned something. Okay. And then um, he calls Alice right away, and he's like, can you hire me? And she says basically yes, even though I don't know how they have a budget yet. Apparently, they're putting something together with OurChart.com. So Max quits his job, and then to console himself, he fucks Grace. Grace fucks him. So are Max and Grace going to run off to San Francisco together? This was a really great scene, and it could have probably taken up half a show and been interesting, the psychology behind all of this, but... Obviously, they don't have time to do that on the L word, so we got like two minutes. (laughs) That could have been a really, really interesting scene, and we could have maybe started to understand a little bit. Like, people who don't understand, um, including myself in this group, could have been let into the mind of a transgendered person if they would have gone a little bit farther with this scene. But instead, we're kind of left to our own devices to figure it out, which... Mm -hmm. A lot of people probably could do, and then some people probably couldn't. So what did you take from that? You know, you're right. I would have liked to see a more in-depth exploration of this relationship between Grace and Max. Because there's kind of... (sighs) Okay, here's how I took it. Max is sitting in his $5,000 chair, (laughs) (laughs) which probably makes him look way more fuckable now that I think of it. Maybe that's why she (laughs) chose this moment to do it. Anyway... (laughs) Grace is being flirty, and then they kiss, and then they start making out, and then they're going to have sex. And it's in the back of your mind, like, what's going to happen? And I thought it was going to be the L word, and they were going to drop the ball on this, and it was just going to be one-sided, and Max was going to, like, please Grace, and that was all we were going to see about it. But first of all, this is the first time I've heard, oh, in two weeks, I'm going to get my everything cut off and replaced. We knew it was coming, but we didn't know when. Right. And secondly... This is also the first time where he kind of let himself go. Mm -hmm. And I think he started to realize that. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's the person, not the parts. <laughs> he met somebody who's comfortable with him being the way that he is. And I don't think he even opened his mind to that possibility that there were people who would be comfortable with that. Well, that makes total sense. I think that that's probably, I think you've got what's going on there. So I think he might reconsider the whole surgery. Or if he does get the surgery and we're shown that, there might be a little bit of psychological weirdness going on because I don't know. I mean, it's just your body and it's a lot. That's who you are to the outside world. But I think maybe his problems go deeper than that. Or not problems, but his difficulties might go deeper than that. You had me right up until the end. What do you mean? I don't understand what what you meant. What goes deeper? I think that Max thought or maybe perhaps still thinks that I felt more masculine inside. I felt like a man inside my whole life. Or I just haven't felt like a girl inside, which those are two different things. And so I'm going to get boy parts and then I'll feel whole. But really, that might not be enough. Or maybe it's too much. There is a scale. It's not like you have to be one or the other. Yeah. Oh, okay. I follow you. I think so too. Like I could see Max being happy with only the top surgery. Well, I think this is this scene. <laughs> he was obviously enjoying himself. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would be enjoying Grace too. I don't know if he thought that was possible. We're finally getting into some some interesting territory with Max, and I have a feeling that we're not going to get an, as much as we might like to see. No, I would have loved to seen like half the show on that. Maybe half the show on that, and half the show. Yeah. It's like a minute here, and then you forget about it until the next time you see Max, and then you're left with the imprint that you've had of him of, I'm so lame, I'm from the Midwest. You're not, you don't get it because they, they don't let you get into it. <laughs> I actually went back and watched that scene again in between. Like we watch the show, and then we usually watch it again, and then we podcast. And I watched just that scene again because I was like, what are we supposed to get out of this? Oh, you just wanted to see Grace's boobies. <laughs> I've seen those boobies before. <laughs> but on top of all that, how would you rate that sex scene on the scale of hotness? One being Poppy and Kit. Oh. <laughs> and 10 being um, Shane with the dildo and Sherry Jaffe by the pool. Shane and Sherry Jaffe by the pool, yeah. Is that the hottest sex scene the L Word has ever had? I think so. I think it might be. It's arguable, but it's definitely... Okay, and then I would put um, the Carmen's ass scene around a number seven and a half or an eight. That wasn't even a sex scene. No, they had sex. No, because Jenny called and interrupted. Okay. So anyway, we'll go with those two. Where would Wait, you put... what were you saying? I was thinking about Carmen's <laughs> ass. I know, you were totally zoned out. <laughs> um, I mean, I you thought... You had robot eyes. You were like, <laughs> Cheeks. <laughs> oh, how cool would it be if Carmen came back in the season finale? next week i think we're gonna get your wish come true instead which is so fucking lame what's my wish come true should i give it away i saw it on the no it was on the previews for next week dana oh yeah that's right dana <laughs> lame i'm so happy that dana's gonna come back even if it's a dream or whatever that makes me so happy okay come on i feel back all to warm the one. inside <laughs> back to the one to ten scale um, you know, I don't know how hot it was. It was hot. It was pretty, really hot. Not maybe super hot. But it was also sweet. And I like that Max and Grace have 
you know, they're friends and they work together and she went with him to his mom's funeral. I like that they didn't just fuck the first minute they met. Well, she's nice to him. Yeah. And he's, I don't know if he's nice back or not. They really haven't shown that angle. I'm assuming he is. He's nice to everybody else. Mm -hmm. I actually am surprised by how much I like Max and Grace as a couple. And how much I like Max now in general. I like Grace. Yeah, I'm not even sure why. I think it's just because she seems like a real person. She's really cute. She's interesting looking. Yeah. I don't know if I'd even call her super. She's pretty hot, obviously, but... She's know. non-traditional. Anyway, where, where where do you think on the scale? One? I, I can't rate them. I think it was hot. It was really hot, but not super hot. Okay. Well, I felt like I was watching someone's personal home video. It looked real. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Wait, is that good or bad? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was good. I don't necessarily think it was like a super hot scene at all, but it seemed realistic. Did it make you feel dirty? No. Do you need to talk about your feelings later? sure sure i don't need to hey 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 (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden it's fat albert hey 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 (laughs) what was that i don't know they always put these lines in shane's mouth that completely don't go with her character (laughs) say it again what what she said hey 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 what is that it's her (laughs) it's her greeting she comes in she moonwalks through the door wearing her Michael Jackson hat with one rhinestone glove and starts smelling purses. Uh, oh, yeah. This purse looks nice. Sniff, sniff. Is this what? something we don't know about? Is this like the whole black napkin phenomena? What is the sniffing of the purse? What is that? I don't understand why she was sniffing the purses. Maybe she was looking for a snack. This smells like it used to be an animal. I wonder if I can eat it. I'm going to look it up. Maybe it's something we don't know about. What's the black napkin thing? I told you about this, didn't I? No. Oh, I was at lunch last week uh, with some people I was trying to impress, basically. (laughs) And I was wearing it all black. When we got there, the table had... (laughs) I didn't tell you this. No. Okay. It's totally boring. Anyway, the table had cloth napkins wrapped around the flatware, and they were white, and the tablecloth was white. And then when we sat down, the waitress took the white napkin away and replaced everybody who's wearing dark clothing with black napkins. And I was like, what was that all about? I didn't say anything, but I must have had a look on my face like, what the fuck? And it's so you don't get white lint on your black suit. Oh, my. This is like when you start drinking from the finger bowl or something in a fancy (laughs) restaurant. No, I didn't do anything (laughs) wrong. I just learned a new social thing. Okay, anyway, that's what I'm wondering about the smelling of the purse. (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand. Well, maybe you can tell something about the quality of the materials. Or maybe just Shane has never bought a purse and she doesn't know what it's for. I don't know. Okay. Apparently there is. What? There's a way to tell it, well, if it's what quality of leather it is by smelling it. Huh. Leather snobbery. I think it's weird that at my age I can still learn a new social thing like that. Like the black napkin thing. Did you ever experience this? The switching of the colors? No. Would you know what was going on if that happened? I don't know. <laughs> I was only able to figure it out because one person was happened to be wearing light clothing and others were wearing dark clothing. Anyway, back to the sniffing of the purse. 
<laughs> so she picks out a hideous purse. That's what's in style right now is hideous purses. Okay, but it looked like a leather duffel bag. Yeah. Is this another hint that Paige is not gay? Perhaps. Because isn't there a stereotype that dykes don't carry purses? I don't know any gay girls that carry purses. Do you? Oh, I know one. I know some bisexuals who carry purses. Have you ever carried a purse? Well, yeah, when I was in like ninth grade. As an adult. More like a little courier bag, so it's kind of purse That's not a purse. A purse. Like you go to the purse section. Not really. I'm sometimes weirded out just by a wall of purses, like in a department store. It weirds me out. I feel so alienated from that world. And then you go look at the ties? No! (laughs) But I don't carry a purse. I've never carried a purse. You have a purse now. Yeah, but I mean... You mean what? It's more like a passport holder. (laughs) Okay. It's pretty dikey purse, if there's such a thing. That's okay with me. And then Alice buys a hideous watch. So they're buying ugly things. I didn't think the watch was hideous. I liked it. It looked just like a Fender watch I saw the other day. She picks out, I thought, a way too dikey watch for her. I really liked that one. You did? Well, I mean, obviously, I couldn't wear that. Because <laughs> you'd as fall to the ground. But, it, <laughs> but I, I thought it would look good on Tasha. Hmm. I mean, you don't want to be wearing your combat fatigues or whatever she's wearing and then have, like, mm-hmm. Gucci. some delicate. Yeah. Okay. And then they're conversing with Helena. And they're talking about Catherine Rothberg. And Shane says kind of what I said. She's like, it's a setup. I just don't know what to think of this whole thing. It's a huge question mark for me. Shane is usually right. Yeah. Especially when they scoff at her. But I think that Catherine thinks she's running a game on Helena. And really, at the end, Helena's going to turn the tables on her. So she is running a game, but then she's going to get fucked. Yeah, I think there's going to be some blowback involved. Okay. So did she buy the huge purse? Uh Uh-huh. Smelled just like butterscotch. Ew. (laughs) That's a pussy reference. No, the purse. No, the butterscotch thing. They were talking about pussy. So am I. Uh, Oh, (laughs) gross. Here's a little tip, a fashion advice tip for Leonard. Or anyone with pale skin and blonde hair. Don't buy eyeglasses the same color as your hair. You look weird. (laughs) (laughs) He looks so weird. He looks like he's made out of butter. (laughs) Aw, poor Leonard. He called Alice a sassy little cream pup. Well, she kind of is. Sounds good to me. I'd like two sassy little cream pups to go, please. (laughs) Leonard comes in and he's like, all right, all right. And he, like, twists his belt around a little bit. And he's like, I'll take you back. <laughs> I know like, you've done me wrong. <laughs> she wants to flush him. Did that happen to you when you mm. turned gay? Kind of. The person was like, that's okay. I know you went through your little yeah. phase. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never knew this. Well, he wanted me back really bad. Wait, which one? Both of them. <laughs> you hussy. That's weird. Men are so egotistical. Even more egotistical than me, I think. (laughs) Well, I think part of it is that a lot of them just don't like change. That's weird. That's a strange statement to make. Because you know how, like, guys will be in a relationship and they don't really like the girl that much, but they don't want her to break up with them. They just get comfortable. I think a lot of people are like that. I don't know if that's necessarily a guy thing. I wouldn't know. I'm not exactly the guy expert. 
the well, your friends just, think you are. The buy is just <laughs> honorary at this point. Whenever anybody asks me for advice about men, I just look at them like they've just asked me how to perform brain surgery. Why are you asking me? I don't know. Well, it rarely happens, but it happens to you frequently. Well, I mean, that's just what girls talk about. Girls talk about boys. No, but they don't just talk about boys to you. They, like, ask for your insightful wisdom. What do you, how do you know? You told me. Is this untrue? I never used the words, my insightful wisdom. I think you did. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Kroll's daughter asks Phyllis, who's going to take care of daddy now? (laughs) What? That's how it is. That might be what's in your mind, but it doesn't usually bleed out your mouth that way. That was terrible. When my dad got divorced, that was exactly what went through my head. Like, shit, who's going to take care of him? (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. Wow. I think that's a common thing for a divorced kid to think. Who's going to take care of dad? That's sad. Because, I mean, in a traditional, quote, family, the father's supposed to be like the strong person. You'd think it'd be like, who's going to take care of mother? Yeah, but like, if you're going to talk about the traditional nuclear family, the guy doesn't know how to wash clothes or feed himself. But the woman traditionally can't support herself. I think Leonard and Phyllis are going to be just fine. (laughs) Well, I agree. I just thought that was a strange statement. If he gets new glasses, he won't have any problems picking up a new woman with his stature. Did you know that that was actually Sybil Shepard's real daughter? No, but I think the first time we watched this, we were like, that's got to be her real daughter. They look just alike. Okay, I have a message to Tina slash Laurel Holloman. Maybe just to Tina, because maybe in Laurel Holloman's real life, she's not shown in such a close-up type of way and under harsh lighting conditions as shown on the show. But um, mole removal, it's like an outpatient thing. You go in, they take it off, you're all smoothed over, and then you go home the same day. It's no big deal at all. You disgust me. Oh, do I? How could you? (laughs) I can't stand the moles about her mouth. They bother me. That is a terrible thing to say. She's completely adorable. There's nothing wrong with her appearance. And I don't think that she should get mole removal. That's ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with her appearance aside from the hideous moles. What? I have... No, you don't. Not on my face. protrude like an inch. You're horrible. Okay. I can't believe you're even saying I'm willing that. to accept that I'm horrible, but I'm honest, and it bothers me to look at them. It makes me itchy. Are you being honest here? It doesn't bother you? Uh, first of all, I never noticed anything. <gasps> they, like, sh- cast a shadow across her face. I think she's fine just how she is. Is this a canard? No. <laughs> all right. Well, that's my opinion. She meets with Kate Arden to talk about the script, and apparently... Big surprise, Jenny sucks. (laughs) Who knew? I don't understand why they're assuming that Jenny's going to write her own screenplay. Apparently, Jenny hasn't sold the rights, which is completely bizarre to me. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense how they're doing this, but okay, Elward. We'll believe you if that's what you're saying. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. (laughs) Okay, what's the deal with Kate Arden? She's hot. Okay, Annabella Sciorra is is hot pretty hot is she gay i don't know the character is not hot but the woman is hot she walks in much like tina 
aside from the mole factor, which transcends into real life. I'm sorry, go ahead. Kay Arden walks in, scratching herself. She's like scratching her hair like she's digging for a snack. (laughs) She's chomping on gum with her mouth open like... Yeah. And smoking. Smoking and chewing gum. She's an artist. This woman has a major oral fixation. (laughs) She's an artist. She can get away with whatever she wants. That's how they are. Have you ever smoked and chewed gum? It's disgusting. I believe that I have at one point, and it is disgusting. Well, both of those things are disgusting in my view. But if you combine them, gah. Why is she chomping on the gum like she's 13 years old? I expected her to start twirling it around a pencil (laughs) or something. She's relieving. She's obviously like kind of stressed about the situation and she wants to be bold about what she has to say, but she's not because it's Tina and she doesn't want to be like, Jenny fucking sucks. So she has a trained monkey to follow her around and say things for her, apparently. Yeah, who was this guy? He was just annoying. He's her translator, apparently. (laughs) He's her James. It's her personal assistant, obviously, but he's a fucking annoying guy. I hope he's never on the show again. It's interesting how, like, Bette, Kate Arden, and Jody, they all have these little male tra- male assistants that, like, do their dry cleaning for them and, and stuff like that. I don't think it's weird at all. <laughs> I want a James. Get James one. is cute. You can get one for, like, $35,000, $40,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of this whole budding flirtation between Kate and Tina. I'm hoping it's not going anywhere because I don't see that as hot, but obviously it's supposed to be going somewhere. We're completely out of sync today because I think that'd be perfect for Tina. That's just what she needs. Kate's too hot for her. Well, obviously they're not thinking about pursuing a relationship. I think they just want like a hot one night stand. I think they're leading us to believe this is where this is going. When in fact, my prediction will come true on the next episode and we'll see Bet and Tina. Or Bet's going to be on a plane to New York. I don't know at this point. I don't think Bet's going to be able to win Jody back. Well, I hope not because that would mean that she's coming back for season five. Well, what the hell's going to happen to Bet? We're going to have to talk about this on the next show. Because A, we don't know what's going to happen on the next show with Bet. Did you get the impression that she's just going to be like, her heart is sunk? Or do you think that she's going to go after it? She's going to chase after Jody and try and win her back. Obviously, she's bet. She's maybe, not going to just roll over. Maybe we'll have a bi-coastal L word next season. That could be interesting. They've shown her in New York before. That'd be hard on the kid, though. Who is so freaking cute now? In episode 10, the baby. Did they show the baby? Yeah. When? In episode 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love her so much. She's so cute. I'm kind of baby crazy right now because we're going to be aunties again. Oh, yeah. Your sister's pregnant again. I can't wait. I love babies that are related to me. (laughs) How many nieces and nephews do we have? Like 40? I have 17. I have three and two are on the way. So 22 combined. That's like a whole classroom. (laughs) I love being an auntie. This is maybe... One of the most true-to-life experiences, and I think that this has been the last straw that drove many straight girls and bisexual girls into the arms of dykehood. And what this, are you talking about? This thing, this thing that turns the straights into the gay is men's feet. Ew! Okay, that's not where I thought you were going, because that's not my next scene. I was like, really? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Can we I don't jump think back that to- um, men. See, this is like, I really, honestly, don't think that men have anything to do with why women are gay, at all. And if it does have something to do with the reason why you've decided to be with women, then you've probably made a mistake. That's what I think. All right, but... Because then you're going away from something. You're like running away from something instead of running towards something you want. And that's the difference. I don't think that I'm alone in this feeling of when you hear the sound of someone's toenail clip (laughs) being clipped. It could have been a woman, though, and that would be equally gross. It's gross, but less gross. Well, he was doing it on the coffee table. Ick. They must have just, like, took such perverse pleasure in that scene when they were, like, writing it and filming it. I mean, they must have just been cracking up, like, they knew how they were going to make me feel. And uh, it was so horrible. Tina took one look at that, and she's like, yeah, I think I'll go back to the chicken. (laughs) In Henry's defense, everybody has to cut their toenails, and it's his fucking house. Uh, but yeah, that was really disgusting. But actually, in Henry's defense, is when they're arguing in the kitchen, because like she sees him cutting the toenails, disgusting. She's like, eh, get the fuck out of here. And then um, Kate calls her, and then they have a little flirty conversation on the phone. So she's seen like the worst and of one world, the best of another, like all mixed up. And then the next scene with Tina and Henry, we see them arguing in the kitchen. And Henry's right in this situation. I hate to say that. He knows what's up even more than Tina knows what's up, I think, at this point. Because she's like, I'm not happy. And, of course, he doesn't want to talk about that because he's a dude. So he's like, okay. He doesn't really have any response. <laughs> but then he said something like, you, you were with me until you got what you needed and we're ready for a change of pace. This is Tina's whole psychology. And this whole psychology of many bisexuals. Which is shown, many, not all, which is shown by what he says next, which is like, well, we need to figure it out, what the problem is here. And she was like, figure what out? Because there's nothing to figure out. Like, she doesn't want to figure it out. She wants to play with one side, then go with the other side, and then come back and do whatever the fuck you want. It's annoying. Okay. First of all, I think that, yes, they may be portraying Tina as the indecisive bisexual, or Maybe. they may be portraying her as someone who's been in a stifling relationship for eight years and is now exploring her options and isn't ready to just settle down with the first thing that comes along. But she did. She's she moved exploring. in with him. Okay. What you said about bisexuals is fucking dumb. I'm so <laughs> tired of hearing this dumb shit about bisexuals from people who are not bi. It's like everyone's got an opinion okay. about it. Well, why don't you explain And it? they feel like they need to tell me. Well, then explain it. First of all, all bisexuals or most bisexuals aren't like, oh, I have this, now I want that. Oh, I have that, now I ha- want this. That's uh, what... In my okay, experience, that's how 20-year-olds are. <laughs> and that's when you knew bisexuals was in college. <clears throat> Everybody's like that in college. Bisexuals just get shit for it. Okay, when you're in your 20s, that's how you are a lot of the time. Okay. I accept myself from that because I wasn't like that, but whatever. (laughs) Okay. It's just, I don't understand why everyone's got to have a fucking opinion about it. And they feel like they need to tell me all about it. And my opinions aren't valid, even though I'm Well, you haven't given your opinion. Okay, you're supposedly bisexual. 
<laughs> okay, a part of this is because what you said is stupid, and part of this is because the whole time we've been podcasting, people who are not bi have been making dumb fucking comments. What? Can you be more specific? I'm I'm not very articulate okay. when I'm mad. I'm be mad. more specific in what you're referring to, and be more specific in what you think the problem is then, and why these why gay women or whoever whomever straight people feel this way about bisexuals then do you think we're all wrong well no that would be ridiculous to say you're all wrong (laughs) well that's not all i am saying is all bisexuals are not alike there's a whole continuum i never said that and it's i'm not speaking to you in particular i'm just saying in general there are a lot of valid ways to express your sexuality and it's not someone else's job to tell me if i'm doing it right okay again that was a You're pretty right. vague being statement. totally vague being bi doesn't mean like you always want what you can't have or something i can't talk about it i agree with that statement but it's like okay you like chocolate and you like vanilla that's fine but just which one do you like more that's all i'm saying like yeah they're both yummy but you must usually pick one over the other and most people who, the type of people that end up in monogamous long-term relationships end up picking one, and that's that. But they still call themselves bisexual. Because they're not going to lie. If I called myself straight my whole life and was in the closet, that would be a lie. Now that I am with a woman, to call myself a lesbian would also be a lie. It would be just as much of a lie as if I were in the closet. It's well, not- then... It would be a lie for me to call myself a lesbian as well, even though I totally am. No, because that's your identity. That's who you are. (laughs) It's an unalterable fact. I think that you're just afraid to commit to one or the other. That is another fucking stereotype (laughs) about bisexuals. Well, it's true. (laughs) I am not afraid to commit. And I have a long, long, long history to prove it. That I am not afraid to commit. <laughs> it's not that long. God, you're like, it's an eternity. <laughs> you happen to be with a woman now, and you've been in a long-term relationship. For quite... For a, a, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. <laughs> for like a super long time, like uh-huh. extraordinarily... Eons. Painfully long time, apparently. Um, <laughs> Since before the internet was invented. But here's where there's a problem. If you... Happen to stay with a woman, any woman, not necessarily the one you're with now, but if you happen to stay with a woman for the rest of your life, you're still going to continue to call yourself a bisexual. But if you went, if you found some man, wait, let me throw up and come back. (laughs) Okay. If you um, dated a man and married him, you would call yourself straight. Because the gays and the bi's would be so mean to me that I couldn't possibly call myself bi if I were. So you're with a, a self admitted pussy right now. I don't think I could take the criticism of being a bisexual. This is was... the weakness. All See, right, this but weakness I would. that you're I exhibiting would. is <laughs> definitive would. of being a bisexual. Oh, you motherfucker! It is. Don't. You would not. Don't. If you married this a guy. This <laughs> judgmental bullshit. Oh, no. You are I'm being a lesbian. You. I'm being. This is what being a lesbian is. Nobody else's experience is valid. I'm a dyke, so I get to judge you, and you're not doing it right. No, I'm that's only one. gay. That's gay, and yes, I'm part of that as well. That's not what's being exemplified here. What's being exemplified here is 
that you are showing weakness because you are saying if I marry if you married a man and had kids and had the fucking house and garage and bullshit you'd say you were straight no I wouldn't you're lying I wouldn't if I said that that would be a lie well maybe it would never come up and so you wouldn't have to say because obviously people would just assume you were straight look we have friends that are gonna marry a guy and have kids and buy the house and all that who refer to themselves as bi and I respect that (laughs) I don't respect it (laughs) Okay, fine. I respect it. <laughs> All I'm saying is it's weak to not be able to pick. It's wait. Oh, uh, once you reach a point in your life where you're like, okay, this is where I'm going to be. So you're saying that monogamy is the only valid life choice. Some no. people aren't going to marry someone and But you happen down. to be monogamous. That's where the problem lies is like, if you say I'm a bisexual, then people are going to, if you, if we're out somewhere. And we're like new and people in the group are new. And they and then we all have a few too many. And so people start talking about this. And you say, I'm a bisexual. That's demeaning to me. Because then in their mind, they're going to think that we're less serious. And they're going to think that you still want to fuck men. If that's what they think, then they're prejudiced. And that's their problem. <laughs> it's not my problem. But this is me- why it's bothersome to dykes is because if they happen to be with somebody who's bisexual and then they're out somewhere. I mean, this has happened to me and I can see it in their eyes. Like the way that they look at us is different. And so it is offensive. I am not going to lie to make other people feel it's comfortable. It's not a lie. Saying I'm not bisexual would be a lie. And I'm not going to lie just so other people can feel more comfortable. I don't because think it's a nobody lie. nobody who's queer should have to do that. And I don't want to. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck what other people think. Because I think it's so much more respectful to my relationship to say that out of all the people in the world, and I could have chosen anyone. You don't anyone, say that, though. This is the person that I fell in love okay, with. Okay, but you don't get the opportunity to say that if somebody's like, are you gay or are you bisexual? There's no answer to this, and that's why it's an ongoing problem. Well, because you're saying that my identity is not valid. No, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying that your identity is is inaccurate at this point in your life. What would be more accurate? (laughs) To say that you're in a monogamous gay relationship. But that's what you do, not who you are. Okay. Everyone knows that I'm in a monogamous gay relationship. 99% of even gold star lesbians, if they were in the perfect awesome circumstance would fuck a man but they don't admit it so i'm being more honest no but we're talking about like society at large and how they view you we could argue about the bisexual thing for the rest of our lives how can you argue with it how can you argue with my label that i choose to use as the most accurate way to describe myself it's kind of like saying i used to not eat meat (laughs) now i eat meat so I'm partially vegetarian. No. Yes. That's like maybe in the back wrong. of your mind you think, yeah, if the circumstances were different, I might be a vegetarian right now. But you choose to eat meat. I'm not a partial vegetarian because I used to do it and because there's a possibility that I might become a vegetarian again in the future. I think that your argument is about very the vegetarian strong. thing is completely irrelevant <laughs> and not germane to the bisexual thing you know what what okay there tell are me. all these amazing people in the world yeah and i'm sure that i would like to fuck some of them if i were not madly in love with the most amazing <laughs> human being in the world who i'll always be monogamous to i don't need this 
kiss ass shit. Just it's say a- what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm saying like, why would you limit yourself? Okay, I'm, then it's not black perhaps, or white for me. Perhaps you know? your response to the question should be, if someone asks you, are you gay or straight? Well, first, and the other weird thing is, is that you've answered this question different ways depending on who's asking it. Sometimes you say you're gay. And sometimes you say, usually you say you're bi. It depends on who's asking the question. So you're a hypocrite. I admit that sometimes when straight people bring it up, I just say I'm gay because it's much easier for them to comprehend and it's not worth getting into a big argument. Like my boss thinks I'm gay because I'm not going to sit him down and have this big, (laughs) long explanation of my sexuality with my boss. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I said, I mean, this is going to, we're going to be talking about this when you're 78 years old and haven't had sex with a man in over 50 years you're gonna be like yeah i could still do it though the right man came along (laughs) what's wrong with that why does that threaten people so much it it doesn't threaten me i am not i am not threatened in the least bit by bisexuality in fact oh you liar no i'm not quote threatened by it i find it to be extremely weak especially when women call themselves bisexual hardly any men do it you just want people to lie to make you more comfortable no. defining them. I want them to be more truthful with themselves. I am truthful with myself. <laughs> okay. You it's not weak <laughs> how truthful to is tell that the with, truth. How truthful is that if you're eighty years old and somebody's like, so <laughs> How do Welcome you define, to Rainbow Vision. <laughs> how do you define your sexual orientation, eight-year-old lady? And you're like, well, I haven't had sex with a man in 60 years, but yeah, I'm a bisexual. Like, what? You've got 60 years of fucking women. <laughs> Only if my current partner lasts till I'm mm. 80. So you're Which saying right that... now, I don't know if she's going to last till tomorrow. <laughs> so you're saying she that... She might mysteriously die in her sleep. Well, that implies... That this is your one exception to the gayness thing. Are you saying that you would fuck men other than your current partner? What? That I don't even understand what you're asking. If- well, that would make more sense if, like, you made this one exception to your straight rule and you fucked a girl. Well, no, that's not how it is. <laughs> okay. Because I am attracted to women and some men. And I don't really see that big of a difference. Well, there's nothing one can do to you that the other can't. Maybe to put the person who's asking the question in the right mindset, then if we're out somewhere and they're like, are you gay or straight? Maybe instead of just saying, or gay or bisexual, maybe instead of saying I'm bisexual, you should say, well, I think everybody's bisexual because that's the truth, isn't it? I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, (laughs) but if, if that's what you want me to say, no, I, I want you to say I'm taken. <laughs> well, I do. I always do. Everyone knows that. Because if you're, if it's a man who's a- okay, this has happened. If it's a man who's asking the question and they say, "So you're gay?" and you say, "Well, I'm bi," the first thing that they do is look at the both of us and imagine fucking us, and that's disgusting. That is not my problem, and I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, for it's that. bothersome to me. You want me to lie. So Their that men don't make them. assumptions. And you know what? I'm no. sure some people's parents would like them to just lie and be in the closet around certain people. And this, <sighs> what you're, all I'm saying is that your answer, it's not just black and white. It's not like you can say this and then it means what you want it to mean. Because 
everybody has a different view of bisexuality and what that entails, but there is an overwhelming generalization of what it means, and that is that you want to fuck men and women simultaneously. All right, so are you happy you, you can that, have the last word on the bisexual <laughs> discussion with the bisexual? I'm not a Go last ahead, word freak. have the last word because you're not going to shut up. I'm not a last word freak. Go ahead with your last thought. Don't get pissy. You sounded really mad. Well, you're making me really mad. You're being a total prejudiced, bigoted hypocrite. <laughs> I'm not bigoted. No, because they don't have a choice. We're going to piss a lot of people off on this one. Well, I'm one of them. Back to the old podcasting ways of pissing people off. I know that part of this is just you wanting to, like, have some sort of argument with me and you're egging me on. Yeah. Because if you were really that like ignorant and closed-minded you wouldn't have been dating me for so long <laughs> thanks that'll be your last words then thank you for calling me ignorant ignorant and closed-minded i'm just telling you i'm I just the voice said of the you're people not ignorant and closed-minded and that's I'm why the voice i know of the you're just trying here. to egg me on it's a st it's a sticky topic okay yeah, it really is like it's sticky with you it's sticky with me in different ways everybody has a different opinion on it there's no but resolution yeah, everyone has an opinion about bisexuals, and they feel the need to tell me all about it. <laughs> and I just don't fucking care. Okay. Do you want to go make out and reaffirm my lesbianity? Well, no. I mean, I know you as a person, so I know what kind of a person you are, and I know what, you're, what you mean by it. But other people assume other things, and so... And, and if you're aware of that, and if somebody asks you, then maybe you could follow it up with a sentence clarifying what you mean by that. Or you could give them a little pamphlet. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right in that point. Why should you be responsible for informing, educating the masses of ignorant men out there? Like, let them be ignorant men. I don't care. So I guess uh, we're not going to be talking about Tina anymore. <laughs> Do you think Tina's bisexual? I feel like we should make out right now to like recalibrate the energy in this room. All right. Well, we don't want to record it. <laughs>
okay, how about this? Instead of defining myself as gay or bi, I'll just say, I like boobies. That's fine. That's way more definitive. I like boobs. Do you think that we can get over this terrible argument that we've Well, we had? yeah, we've only talked about this a million times with the same exact result. Us making out? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we get a million emails about this, we recognize our ignorance and accept it. <laughs> I am not... Okay, if you're gay and you're telling me that you don't like the way I'm bi, then you're ignorant, and I don't want to hear about it. And if you're bi and can't choose your sexuality, then you're ignorant. Bi is a sexuality. <laughs> I just said that to piss you off. The worst is, like, some dyke has a girlfriend who's bi, and her girlfriend is not exactly like me, therefore I'm not bi right. Huh? That's the kind of emails I get. All right, let's move on, please. We see Bette at home reading Les Girls. Oh. <laughs> She's just <laughs> spouting out all these one-liners. It was cute. Fuck you, Jenny. <laughs> That's not even grammatically correct. Fucking idiot. <laughs> That's like something you would say. Tasha doesn't react to Alice's gift the way Alice expects her to, <laughs> to understate things. And Alice is so cute. She's peeking around the corner because she wants to watch her open the gift and then... When Tasha sees the watch, she just leaves, and Alice is like, what the fuck just happened? Well, I think she that's a sign that she is experiencing post-traumatic stress. Because anything, like any normal object, and she like has this crazy flashback. Well, I think that there was a lot of si significance to that watch. That inscribed watch is going to, when Tasha's in Iraq, she's going to see that, and it's going to put her mind back in L.A., and then she's going to start thinking, is she going to leave me while I'm in Iraq? What's she doing? Is she with someone else? It's she didn't take be this, the watch. Right. But if she had, it would be this constant thing that would distract her. And when she's in Iraq, she needs to just think about surviving. She doesn't want to open herself up to that emotional vul vulnerability that could distract her. Because I think that's what happened to Lisa. That's why she said she couldn't accept it. And then she told her she was going to Iraq in two weeks. Which is what I predicted. So is Tasha going to break up with Alice? Or are they going to stay together and Alice will wait for her? And if Alice does try to wait for her, is she going to be able to stay faithful? Why would she wait for her? Because they're so cute together. They're a really good couple. Alice might not want to put herself in the position of loving someone who's close to death or at the risk of death. That's why Dana's going to come back next week. The ghost of Dana. G-O-D. I think they're going to have a super teary goodbye at the end. And it's going to be really sad. Then we'll have to wait till next season to see where they go with it. Maybe everybody Alice dates is going to die off. <laughs> then Bet and Tina have a moment. I used to want them to get back together. But I just think that too much has happened. I don't think that they could... I don't think they can get back together. I don't think they're going to get back together, but I think they're going to have sex. That might be okay. You know what's cute? When Alice sits on Shane's lap at the planet. Was she sitting on her lap? Yeah, it was so cute. That's how it is with you. Our what? friends just sit on your lap. Can you blame them? No, it's a pretty nice lap. <laughs> they're just trying it out. They're usually straight girls, and they're like, I wonder what this would be like. Well, it's the first time that Paige has looked presentable. 
Paige always looks cute. She always looks nice. Sometimes she has weird clothes or shoes or hat, but she always looks nice. That's a contradictory statement, but okay. I was very excited that Goldfrapp was going to be on the show, and then I was very disappointed that they lip-synced. Well, I mean, that's just how it is on TV. I don't think Slater Kinney did when they were on. I don't know. If you look at the people dancing in the planet, they're never dancing along to the music. So I assumed it was almost always lip-synced. And there were babies there, which was weird. They show Kit doing a bump of cocaine, and then they show babies. Yeah. <laughs> like in the, It was almost in the same scene. I thought that was strange. And Jenny looks freakish. That's the only time I think they show Jenny on this episode. First of all, all of a sudden she likes Kate, like, romantically. She did from the beginning. I think. She did? I got that impression. She might just be um, being competitive with Tina. Yeah. But then she like acts like she's going to hit on the lead singer of Goldfrap. <laughs> that was weird. She was like giving her the eye with her weird eyebrows. Her eyebrows were poorly assembled. Yeah, I think Jenny looked bad on purpose to show like she had no makeup on. Her hair was a mess. She was dressed like somebody's nana. Her hair was terrible. It was like junior high hair. She looked really pasty. She looked bad. I think that was on purpose because we're almost supposed to see her through Kate Arden's eyes. And Kate is Uh, like, I am not having it. She almost seemed to not notice her, which is worse. So then all of a sudden... That's how the storyline has been, though, this season. All of a sudden, Kit's like, oh, I'm too fucked up. Angus, save me. Spawned by nothing. I don't think you're doing it justice. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit rushed because the plots have been so busy and there's so few episodes, but um, I lost my train of thought completely. I'm wrong. But, (laughs) oh, yeah, that's right. You know, she's been drinking and then at first secretly and then her friends and family started to find out she's drinking Mm -hmm. and then she went from drinking to doing drugs Mm -hmm. in public at the business that she owns yeah she realized that she needs to put a stop to this before it does too much damage plus when you're that age you don't need to be doing bumps of whatever (laughs) snorty goodness she had i don't know it just seemed a little bit rushed like she literally took some drugs Freaked out and turned around where she was standing and fell into Angus's arms. That was the scene. That's it. That's the show. Well, the ending scene was with Tasha and Alice, but we did forget to mention that um, after Bet and Tina talk, Bet goes to look for Jody and she's gone. Obviously, Bet's going to chase after her and try and win her back. Maybe, but that lady's not going to be on the show next season. So apparently it'll be an unsuccessful (laughs) win back. And then she'll have Tina to console her. Maybe she'll be at the Buddhist camp again. Maybe. No. (laughs) She won't go back to Buddha camp. But maybe Bet will be rejected by Jody. She'll be crushed. And she'll call Tina and be like, Tina, I need you. And Tina will have to choose at that moment to go console Bet or to get some hot, nasty sex from Kate Arden. B. All right, that's the show. Next week is uh, the season finale. It came out of nowhere. I can't believe it's the end of season four tonight. I don't know how they're going to tie up these loose ends. Do you think they're going to leave us hanging on a lot of things? How can they not? Yeah. Which might be good. 
I don't know. I almost hope they kill off half, half of these characters. I don't mean literally kill off, but get rid of them so that we can focus on something. I feel really disconnected from most of the characters just because they haven't really delved into any of them. I would way rather have the same number of characters, but more episodes. Well, yeah, but that's not going to happen. How great would that be if next season they were like, and this season there are going to be 20 episodes. That would be sweet. And it's they're going to put it on Friday night so that we can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so life not... would be so much better if the L word were on Friday and not Sunday. I know. Well, I've heard rumors, to nothing but rumors, that season five may be the final season of the L word. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? I see that that could be very true, and I can see why. Because really, where do they have to go from here? I mean, I don't know. I assume that the creative people that are involved with the show might be ready to move on to other projects and not want to always do the same thing. If anybody has any evidence of this other than rumors, I'd like to know about it. There are a few new developments with the planet. When we're trying to get a chat room going in our forum, so we will update you on that as it happens. Also, I'm a little bit behind on answering people's emails because of Mexico and various other things, but I hope that you can be patient and I'll get back to you sooner or later. <laughs> and we're going to be doing a special mobile podcast at the end of April, live from Las Vegas. <laughs> the Viva Las Vegas podcast. Elka and Casey in Las Vegas live. Elka and Casey do Vegas. Yeah, pretty much any time I've been to Las Vegas, which is like a dozen times now, I've completely lost my mind. So that should be something for some people to look forward to and others to dread hearing. <laughs> While we're in Vegas, we're going to be doing a special edition of the podcast. Remember that time we did the interview with Elka's mom? Well, this time we're going to do an interview with Elka's BFF. So, yeah. It, and this girl, if you ha if you need sex <laughs> advice, this is the girl to ask. So, if you need some advice or just have any general questions about all things kinky or anything regarding you, Elka. We've known each other since we were teenagers, mm -hmm. basically. So, if you have any questions that you would like me to ask during the interview, with Elka's best friend, send them in to theplanetcast at gmail.com. Or you can call our listener hotline at 206-203-3552. As always, you can find links to our MySpace and our listener forum at theplanetcast.blogspot.com. We're catching up to Betty on the MySpace friends, but we're not there yet. Yeah, we're getting close. Are we going to do live from the strip club in Las Vegas? I so would like to. We'll see what we can do. It's always interesting what those girls have to say to you when you come in. So that would be really funny if we could, but I don't think they'd allow it. If you're a dancer and you're going to be in <laughs> Vegas near the end of April, shoot me an email. Adios, amigas. Send me clothes for my monkey. I was five and he was six We rode on horses made of sticks He wore black and I wore white He would always win the fight Bang, bang, he shot me down Bang, bang, I hit the ground Bang, bang, 
that awful sound Bang, bang My baby shot me down, 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 down. 